Hey, in this episode, we got some good stuff coming up. Shelly, what are we talking about today? Well, we ran a poll and our listeners said they would like to hear us talk about the Ed Smart coming out of the closet story. Topic? Topic. I was going to say issue, but it's not an issue. Well, it's- I mean, maybe we're qualified to talk about it because we've both come out of the closet. So it makes us experts. It, for sure. Plus, I was <laughs> married to someone of the opposite gender as a gay woman. Um, oh, I have that yeah. in common with him. Ed Smart was, <laughs> is currently, but is getting divorced, was married to a woman, and he is gay. Wow, you have so much in common with that guy. Me and Ed. Mm-hmm. I wish I, I got to meet that guy mm-hmm. one of these days. So yeah, that's today. Okay, and we are going to hear again from Sister Fanny Fact Check. You know, mm-hmm. she is enlightening, that Sister Fanny. <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> All right, stick around. Don't go anywhere. Let's get to it. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl and a couple of weird dogs just trying to figure out our lives. I don't think the dogs care about figuring out their lives. They have no concept of their lives except for they just yeah, so we, exist. I come home from work today. Oh, God. The baby gates completely knocked over. Yep. First of all, they're greeting me downstairs. Which, all happy. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. They don't understand that they were not supposed to get out of the kitchen. They weren't supposed to bust the baby gate down and mm-hmm. get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Because if they realized that, they would have been hiding when you came home. But no, they ran down to the front door to greet you like, uh-huh. hey, mama. Yep. And That's when panic upstairs. sets in when you know they got out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got upstairs and it was kind of chaotic upstairs. It was like a big shit storm up there. Well, kind of literally. There was a little shit oh, we had to deal with. There was some shit. There was a book that I think Domino tried to read with his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bought ordered head. another one of those on the Amazons. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that what's was a, the name of the book? That was a borrowed book. Um, Under the Banner of Heaven. Yeah, our listeners are going to be happy you're reading that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Dennis is going to be glad that I'm getting him another book. (laughs) Sorry, Dennis, (laughs) Domino ate your book because he sucks. Yep, Dennis is a listener and Mm -hmm. a friend, Mm -hmm. and he let me borrow the book. And Domino can tell me all about that book because I think he's ingested it. He read through ingestion. (laughs) Is that a thing? Uh, What? Like like learning through osmosis? Mm, Got it. Okay. Okay, well, I guess so. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we didn't say our names. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. Okay. If you're new here, welcome. Yeah, welcome. So, Shelly, we got back recently from Podcast Movement, which was an amazing podcast convention. It was not only amazing, it was badass. It was. It was such a good time. I learned so many things about mm-hmm. podcasting, met some amazing people, Chuck. Oh. Hey, Chuck. Shalonda. Yes. <laughs> Heather Vickery. We just like hung out the entire time. Yep. Loved Sequoia. It. Sequoia. We will be mm-hmm. seeing you at Utah Pride. I think that was our tightest group of people that we hung with. Yeah. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have forever friends now. Well, and Heather Vickery, I want to have on the show for sure. She's amazeballs. Y- you have been on her show. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Brave Files. Check it, it out. It's called The Brave Files Podcast. There was a booth at uh, the podcast movement where you could record a podcast. Mm-hmm. So we tried to do this twice and we tried to live stream it mm-hmm. and it kept messing up. Mm-hmm. We kept getting new links for the stream, never worked. In fact, the equipment was just like kind of in a weird, like yeah. glitchy spiral. It just yep. would not work. And then it couldn't handle all the greatness on stage. Is that what was going on? For sure. We didn't just bust it. Mm-mm. I don't know what happened. But then later, we did record something, but there was music all the way through. It was really loud. It was yeah. really strange. And that's unfortunate because it was a damn good episode. I'm it not going to lie. It was because uh, Heather interviewed me. I know. I had to sit there and like 
put my hand over yeah, my mouth you, and yep, not talk. Was, but what about, I want to answer that. Oh, that was challenging for you, wasn't it? Well, when Shelley? I blow, blow, no, mm-hmm, not your turn, Shelly. Mm-hmm. But I want to <laughs> have Heather on our show. I want her to talk about what she does. She is some sort of, and I know I'm going to mess it up. I call her a life coach and she corrects me. Do you know what she calls it instead? <sighs> I don't remember. Like a, <laughs> Heather, like sorry. A, sorry, Heather. It's a life coach, but better. <laughs> and she can offer her services remotely mm-hmm. as well. And I was like, you know, some of our listeners might want to take you up on it. Mm-hmm. Heather also is a lesbian. Yep. So how about Later that? in life lesbian. She was also yep. married, had kids. Yes. So she knows a lot of the struggles. Mm-hmm. She, she sure she's does. wonderful. She is a fantastic person. Mm-hmm. We're going to have her on the show and then we will let you know how to get in touch with her if you want to possibly utilize her services. Cool. So there you go. So along with being at podcast movement conference, convention, whatever they called it, we learned so much. So we're going to be changing some things up a little bit. Yes. Um, we've be- added an intro. We've added an intro, right? Mm-hmm. So that new listeners, new listeners, brand new to the show, they can just start on any old podcast number, but I do recommend you start at the beginning. I know. But they can start at any old <laughs> podcast number and it gives a quick intro of what it's about. So Shelly learned how people listen to podcasts. That's one of the things she learned. That's true. Yeah. And they don't necessarily listen how I would listen to a podcast. No, they pick and choose. Mm-hmm. They do. So if we have the short intro, like you would have heard on this episode, it tells people what it's about. So they aren't guessing and then getting bored and just shutting it off because they're like, I don't know what we're going to even talk yeah, about. Yeah, you ladies quit rambling already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of rambling, should we move on? Are we rambling? See, we were all supposed <laughs> to cut down our banter at the beginning and it's so hard. Yeah, it's tough. You know how okay. we do. Also, we're going to save our Patreon mentions for the end. Best for last. Yeah, and also some other random announcements just to clear up the beginning a little and get mm-hmm. right to what we want to do. Indeed. One thing we do want to talk about is there is still time to get in on the one true trip. Come cruise cruise with us and be on our show. Yeah, it's going to be, time is going to be running out for that fairly soon. I've got to check back in with Steve, the cruise director. Cruise director Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Who, by the way, we met in Orlando. We did. While we were were at podcast. He lives in Orlando, Mm -hmm. which is really convenient since it is practically Mm -hmm. departing from Orlando, I guess. It's 30 minutes away. Yep. And thank you, Maureen, for hosting a party for us. That was awesome. Thank yes, you. it was. I think the time is going to be coming to a close maybe within the next month or so. we got to nail down that date. Mm-hmm. But if you've been thinking about going on the February cruise with us, um, maybe you should um, kind of consider actually doing that because time is running out. Yep. Visit latterdaylesbian.org slash cruise for all the information. We would love to have you guys. So fun. All right, shall we move into Sister Fanny Fact Check? Yeah, I I loved it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, she definitely heard my bumble. Oh, about the Moriankamer? Yeah, so we were talking about the brother of Jared, which, by the way— Oh, yeah, that was a foam pot. Yeah, so this this is not a ramble. This has to do with it. I learned today by reading somebody's—I think it was on Facebook. Okay, so remember when we talked about the brother of Jared and how God told him— um, how to build these barges, yeah, right? Yeah, tight like unto a dish. Tight like unto a that dish. Was a yes, that was the foam pod. And he was like, well, how are we going to breathe? How are we going to blah, blah, blah? And he wanted to make windows. And God was like, well, you can't make windows because they'll crash under the... Is he trying to make a submarine? Is He's that trying, what he to, make trying to make windows that in go this, underwater. This is all made up, but yes, this is the story. <laughs> so God's like, you can't make windows because the storm will break the windows. 
And we're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And then God's like, you got to drill a hole on the top of the bottom, whatever. Turns out windows were not invented until well after the story of the Jaredites went down. When were the Jaredites supposed I to have lived? We, we're talking. Sister to Fanny, be- fact check that one's for you too, because I, you asked me for a date. Yeah, let us know when the Jaredites were supposed to have lived. Yeah, and will you research the whole when were windows created? And let's like, <laughs> what do they call it? We can Bust look this- that up. Bust this wide open. No, what's it called? What's that show called? Myth. Oh, Mythbusters? Yeah, let's bust Of the Jaredites? Yes. Oh, you think that's not a myth? <laughs> Should we really call on the Mythbusters team? Um, yeah, Mythbusters team is going to be Sister Fanny Fact Check. I know she will do the research. So, mm-hmm. speaking of, she had something to say about the brother of Jared, and it was like, no one knows the name of the brother of Jared. Um, and then all of a sudden, Joseph Smith decided it was Maury Ankimer. But I got it slightly incomplete. So shall yeah, you we? didn't have all the information. Let's see what let's see what Sister Fanny has to say. All right, let's check that out. And now we turn the time over to Sister Fanny Fact Check. Thank you, Brother Ben, for introducing me through the power and authority of the Holy Priesthood of Bullshit. Well, sisters, Mahanrai Moriankamer, even Mahanrai M. Moriankamer is a collection of random syllables that Joseph Smith pulled out of his hat and gave as a name to an actual baby. There is no record as to what the baby's mom thought of the baby being named even Mahanrai M. Moriankamer, but we can assume that when he got to school, he got the shit beat out of him on the regular. Later, Brigham Young named one of his seven trillion grandchildren Mahanrai M. Young. This special Mahanrai went to art school back east, and he studied very hard to make sculptures of young men in strenuous, muscly poses, wearing torn, tattered clothing, their smooth, virile bodies glistening with strength and masculine virility and pulsing with power and bulging with priesthood which were not homoerotic in the slightest. Whoa, Sister Fanny, uh, maybe... Cold shower? Cool it, cool it down a notch mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Woo. Okay. Let me take your nylons off. <laughs> you mean your racist pantyhose, I think, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> Whatevs. <laughs> okay, well, thank you once again, Sister Fanny, for all those facts that mm-hmm. you keep on checking for us. Keep on checking. Appreciate that so much. And by the way... I wanted to know the the story, what it says on Wikipedia about Joseph Smith coming up with this name. Um, just to read this paragraph real quick, it's short. Some years after the publication of the Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith was residing in Kirtland, Ohio, when Reynolds Cahoon had a son. Of course they had a son like that. If it was a daughter, they wouldn't give two shits. It wouldn't be in here. <laughs> it wouldn't be written up in there. <clears throat> One day when Smith, Joseph Smith, was passing his door, Cahoon called him in and asked Smith to bless and name the baby. Smith did so and gave the boy the name of Mahanrai Moriankamer. When Smith finished the blessing, he laid the child on the bed and told Cahoon, The name I have given your son is the name of the brother of Jared. The Lord has just revealed it to me. Cahoon heard Smith make that statement to his father, and that was the first time the name of the brother of Jared was known in the church. Question one, where the fuck's the mom in all this? If Um. some dude named my kid Mahanrai Moriankamer, I'd be like, uh... I just birthed this child, and no, you won't name— No, no, no one comes by and names my kid whatever they want. But it was the prophet. No one cared about women. 
They care about women more in the church now than they did in Joseph Smith's time. But that's not I assume, saying much. but that's not saying yeah. really. I, I jack get what shit. you're saying. Okay. Okay. Um, so can you imagine? You just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Your husband picks a baby up, sees the prophet's like, oh, come name the baby. Prophet names it some fucked up weird ass name, hands the baby back to you. Mm-hmm. And and you don't get a choice. You don't get to say, yeah, no. Maybe they just called him Bob as a nickname. That's better than Maury. You know what? I know of a story, true story, of someone who they had already named the baby. Then the husband went to go bless the baby in church. The baby got named in the hospital. The husband takes the baby up to go bless the baby in church. Of course, the mom's not allowed to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and changes the name of the baby because he feels inspired. No. No. Wow. If you think that God would choose not to tell the mom what to name the baby. Yeah. But would hold off until the dad, the priesthood holder, is up there showing <laughs> off his macho and is, I'm going to bless this baby, mm-hmm. and give the dad a new name to give the baby. Like, what kind of dick well, God the, the, is this? The mother can't even be up there in no, that circle. The mother can't even be up there and hold the baby. I know. She needs to know her place, oh, Shelly. Mormons, 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 Mormons. <laughs> God. Be careful. Jess is going to make another ringtone out of it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love Jessa. Okay. Well, should we move on from uh, Sister Fanny to a Foom Pod? Yes. Okay, Shelly. What's the Foom Pod? All right. Let's do it. Today's... Oh, wait. Oh, cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. <laughs> Almost forgot. I know. Sorry, I'm distracted by a thousand things. Oh my gosh. Busy right now. Could you concentrate on the podcast? Okay. We're recording a podcast. You're here. right. You're right. I'm on it. Sorry to disturb. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the foom pod today? Mary, today's mm-hmm. fucked up Mormon phrase of the day mm-hmm. is also an acronym. Okay. The letters are N C M O, and it's pronounced Nickmo. Nickmo. Mm-hmm. Never gonna get it, but enjoy while I sit here and drink my tea. I think Mo probably stands for Mormon. Did I get that part right? Nope. No, I don't even have that part right. Mm -mm. Uh, not. Nope. (laughs) Never. Nope. Neanderthal. Knickerbocker. Knickerbocker starts with a K. Oh yeah, you're right. Nuanced. Nope. Uh. Knee high. Nope. Want me to give you a hint? Knee high to a grasshopper. You pick which letter you want me to tell you what the, the, the word is that it stands for. There's the N C M O. Which one do you want? I want the N. Non. Okay. Never and not. We're really close. No, that no. It, they're not. It's non. Non-committal. Yes. Really? Yes. I got two of them. <laughs> How'd you get committal? I just guessed. God, you're so smart and sexy. <laughs> Should we go make out? Yes. <laughs> All right, you got two. Okay. Non-committal. Missionary? Nope. Miserable. Nope. <laughs> All right, pick the M or the O. Which one do you want? M. Make. Non-committal make out. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get the ding or no? No, I told you three of the letters. (laughs) Non-committal make out. So this is something, it's a common term. I don't know if if the kids these days in Utah still use it, but in my Mormon world growing up, and especially 
especially when I was at BYU, Enigma was a non-committal makeout. Sometimes we'd call them Nickmos, non-committal makeout sessions, <laughs> which I thought was so effing stupid. So it's basically, oh hey, you want a Nickmo? And then like a boy and a girl would make out. Those were called Nickmos. Why do they have to emphasize the non-committal part so because, no one thinks they're engaged after well, kissing? Well, because someone? in the Mormon world, you're not actually you're not really supposed to do anything that's non-committal. Like, why would you make out with someone that you don't really want to even marry? Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you're just getting turned on for no reason. Yeah. There's a difference. So a person that you actually want to date and court and get married to, which you're court. doing at like a super hella young age, mm-hmm. then there's the ones that you just want to make out with, which the leaders of the church would advise against. So a Nikmo is like, I'm not that interested. I just want to make out. It's like a horny thing. And Probably ha- leads to Levi Levin. Uh, these are all really disgusting expressions, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. And That's because so- Mormon youth are not taught anything about sexuality are not taught about the birds and the bees. It's everything is off limits, <laughs> off limits, off limits. Are they still saying birds and the bees? I don't know what they're saying. Who typically is the um, instigator of the Nikmo? Does someone proposition someone else? Well, I don't think you go and say, hey, you want Nikmo? Mm-hmm. It's just the term of, oh yeah, I met some, someone and we totally made out. But there's no commitment. It's, there's no, like, I like this person. So when does the expression, the Nikmo expression actually come into play? I don't know. People just say it. Time for some Nikmo. Going up, uh, shoot, was it Alpine Loop? God, it's been too long. Squaw Peak. Going up to Squaw Peak for some Nikmo. That's a thing? Come on, listeners. If you've heard that, <laughs> raise your damn hand. Where's Squaw Peak? I'm going to take you up Squaw Peak and have Nick some Mo? Nikmo, although we Nick are Mo committed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not technically. We're not married. We live together and have two dogs. <laughs> True, we're not married. Mary. Oh, okay. You brought it up. Subject change. <laughs> uh-huh, subjects. That Where's thing. Squaw Peak again? Where's the... <laughs> it's in Utah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Nick Mo. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to get right on that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, take a break? Is it break time? We have some bills to pay? You want to go uh, have a little Nick Mo? Yeah, let's go Nick Mo and then uh, No, I just want to call back. it a Kmo. It's a committal makeout. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, be right back. Okay. After the commo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be right back. <laughs> we are back. Hello. Hello. So before we get into the heart of the Ed Smart, Heart Smart? Heart Smart. Discussion, uh, I want to talk about an event around the uh, D.C. Metro DMV, I guess is what mm-hmm, they call it, mm-hmm, area, mm-hmm. Um, called Sister Space. Sister Space. It's coming right up. We are going to be featured at Sister Space with some other workshops and people talking and performing and stuff. People are talking. People. <laughs> talking about people. Okay, all right. Uh, so Sister Space <laughs> Weekend Women's Festival. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a camp out. Yeah, there's For, cabins, there's campsites. Yeah, yep, and there's still space available as far as I know. Mm-hmm. It is, mark your calendar, September 6th through the 8th. It's in Maryland. And even more specifically, it's in a little place called Darlington, Maryland. Well, I'll be damned. I know, at Ramblewood, which is a unique rustic resort. So again, the weekend is September 6th through the 8th. Saturday of that weekend, we are going to be doing a workshop in the morning, about 10 o'clock, I think it is. And then later that afternoon, we're going to be doing a podcast. So people can sign up from the workshop to be guests on the podcast and talk about their religious experiences or maybe their experiences coming out. 
Yeah, it's going to be kind of a big whatever. Whatever we want to talk about there on that uh, podcast. Well, whatever they want to talk about. We're pretty good at whatever. It's true. Yeah. We kind of crush whatever. But it should be fun. There's a lot of entertainment and other speakers set up for the weekend as well. There are still spaces available, and you can even get a day pass. Mary, how do they get more information about Sister Space? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Shelly. Just go to sisterspace.org, and you can find all about it. You know, you could look at all those performers there and think, I don't. I don't see Latter-day Lesbian. Mm-hmm. Where is Latter-day Lesbian on mm-hmm. the homepage? Scroll down. Just it. scroll down. Scroll just down. below the fold. You see a big spread about Latter-day Lesbian. Ooh, there we ooh. are. So don't despair. We this. are there. Yeah, that's going to be real fun. Yeah, so locals, come on, join us. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. It is. We want, we want to see some familiar faces there. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's all I have to say about that. Can we move on? We can move on. Are we getting into the meat now? The meat and potatoes? It's kind of gross. For whatever reason, when, whenever you say meat, <laughs> it just makes me <laughs> feel... Lesbians um, don't like that nauseous. word, is that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the word meat. I don't know what it is about that word. All right. Whenever you say, what's the meat of today's podcast? <laughs> what's the what's the, <laughs> the crutch? Crux. What's the... Crotch? Nope. Is that the word you're looking no. for? Okay. What's the crotch of this? <laughs> God. No. This is going downhill pretty fast. Mm, like, like it does. Yeah, so Ed Smart came out of the closet, supposedly. Sure did. So uh, that kind of hit. People were like, whoa. Interestingly enough, he came out of the closet meaning to be private on Facebook to his friends and family. Turned out it was set on public. Whoopsie. And um, I don't know if it was KSL or Deseret News. I'm not sure. Someone found it, picked it up, and ran with it. Mm. Um, That sucks. That's shitty. Yeah. I don't like that they did that at all. I think that to take away someone's opportunity to come out is just really not nice. It's kind of like... I'm about to reveal to the world, or at least the, my close world, something very vulnerable about myself, something where I'm standing up for myself. I'm making a statement. It's also vulnerable. Um, it's probably the biggest statement I have made in my life so far. Mm-hmm. And someone else took that and did it when I didn't want them to do it. So, Well, and not an, also and not in the way that you would have said it. And here's the crazy thing about it. Why is it still news that someone's gay? Why is that news? Um, because he was in, he was already in the spotlight. You, you know, you did a little research. Tell us about uh, Elizabeth Smart and well, how that went down real quick. Is he current Mormon still? Um, that part on I'm the not way sure out. of. Okay. But we're going to get there. Okay. So maybe that's the big news is that, oh, look, here's another Mormon who is coming out of the closet. Is that, is that why people jumped on it? Is because yeah. I, I don't know if it was nationwide news that got it right away, but it was for sure the local Utah news when that's a big deal because everyone knows who Ed Smart is. He's the father of Elizabeth Smart. Uh, the girl who was kidnapped at age 14, I think it was. Yeah, and held for nine months. Yeah, by mm-hmm. some crazy wackadoo and his wife um, in the wilderness. And she was lucky enough to escape and be reunited with her family. It was all over Utah. It was it was nationwide, but for sure all over Utah for the entire nine months that she was gone. So we decided to do a poll to see, you know, because a few news items hit in the last week while we were away at the podcast movement. One of them was this, the Ed Smart. Another one was the church put out some lame ass abuse training online. People are like, oh, see, the church cares about kids. <laughs> Absolute and complete bullshit. The training is actually offensive at how little they tried to get 
protection for the children. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but we're not going to go into that yet because that we will do next time because we're going to run a poll. We can talk about that or, and we can probably combine these. The, the, the church also came out with an addition to the word of wisdom because they're morons and they needed to specify about the, all the Chino drinks, like cappuccino, mm. mochaccino. Anyway. Okay. That'll be a good one to make fun of. Well, that'll be coming up probably in a couple of weeks because next week we're going to go back to the story of the continuing right, part, part two. two, Talking Trans. There it is. Part two, mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. continuing conversation with Jamie and Carolyn, which we have put off for a week so we could talk about this Ed it's Smart Ed thing, Smart. which is uh, timely. So the wackadoo that you mentioned is yep. named Brian Mitchell. He was fundamentalist. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I think he was known as a manual to the smart oh, family. That's right, Emmanuel. He mm-hmm. did work for them in the, mm-hmm. around their house mm-hmm. of some sort. So he was yeah. he had access to Elizabeth and her younger sister. Right. Who saw the kidnapping take place evidently. Right. And by the way, no Mormons do not think kidnapping's okay. I I'm, this isn't a Mormon versus ex-Mormon no, issue. No, not at all. At, not all, at all. The kidnapping. Nope. No. Mm-mm. But we are going to talk about his outing mm-hmm. and the reactions to that, right? Yeah, so when when it happened I wanted to repost and spread the word. And then I thought, hmm, am I just spreading gossip? You know, me is me reposting something that the news channel didn't get permission from him to post in the first place? Am I spreading gossip? And then I thought, you know what? Our listeners kick ass. Our listeners will reply to this with hope for him and with praise and with you got this. Um, and I was right. You know, I posted it and people were like, Make sure you mention this and make sure you mention that. Right. People were like, so proud of him. That must be hard. But no one was like, well, look at his family that he ruined, which we're going to get to some of those jackass trolls pretty soon here. But they did not post on my page because our our listeners listeners are compassionate. Yes. So I hope that if Ed Smart's listening, he will look at Latter-day Lesbian or the Shelley Johnson page and see how people are compassionate and understanding. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. All right, so should we go through some of the news article? Let's dig into it. Says Ed Smart, the father of kidnapping survivor Elizabeth Smart, shared in a Facebook message with family and friends Thursday that he is gay, divorcing his wife, and does not see a place for himself in the LDS church. That makes sense. Uh, Yeah. In, quote, one of the hardest letters I have ever written, Smart wrote that I have recently acknowledged to myself and my family that I am gay. The decision to be honest and truthful about my orientation comes with its own set of challenges, but at the same time, it is a huge relief. He wrote, living with the pain and guilt I have for so many years, not willing to accept the truth about my orientation has at times brought me to the point where I questioned whether life was still worth living. Wow. This guy's 64 years old, by the way. That is a long time to live with that, for sure. Yeah. Um, and why did he have to live with it for so long, well, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Because the Mormon church is so accepting. Yeah, you'd think that they would just huh. embrace that with open arms. Yeah, I wonder why would. he decided to marry a woman in the first place. Huh. We'll get there. We'll Maybe get there. brainwashing. Could be. For each Thursday, Smart confirmed that he sent the letter and said it speaks for itself. Okay. Let me scroll through. We're not going to go through all of the part with Elizabeth Smart. That's her own story. Okay. Ed Smart, age 64, wrote that he mostly watched in silence for years as many LGBTQ people, both in and out of the church, have been victims of ridicule, shunning, rejection, and outright humiliation. I didn't want to face the feelings I fought so hard to suppress and didn't want to reach out and tell those being ostracized that I too am numbered among them, he said, but I cannot do that any longer. Good for him. That takes some bravery right there. Yeah. Ed Smart is a champion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
a father of five children, Smart said he loves his family and always will. Lois has been a loyal wife, an extraordinary mother who has had to endure an impossible part of this journey. I deeply regret the excruciating pain this has caused her. Hurting her was never my intent. While our marriage will end, my love for Lois and everyone in my family is eternal, he wrote. Court records show that Lois Smart filed for the divorce. Okay. Ed Smart said that many people have asked him what coming out means for his relationship with the church which he said has been a major part of his life and a great blessing. He said it's very important to acknowledge the Lord's hand in his life and to do otherwise would be to deny the miracles he's witnessed. He says, My faith is strong and unwavering. However, after considerable study, prayer, and pondering, I've come to a change in my beliefs. It is because of this change that I can finally acknowledge and accept my orientation. Wow. Sounds so familiar. Yeah. That's because most people find that they can't stay in the Mormon church and be gay, queer, trans, bi, pan. Sure. I mean, you name it. It seems like at this point in time, the Mormon church does not support those no, people. they don't. They don't at all. This struck me because he says it is because of this change in his beliefs that he could finally acknowledge and accept his orientation. That was just like me. I couldn't even look at the feelings I was having until I left the church. Yeah, that's true. Because it didn't line up, you know? Yeah, you couldn't have both of them happening at the same time. Yeah. Then he says, Had I not had a change in my beliefs, I would have likely remained closeted the rest of my life. No, that's a sad story right there. And I get it, because that would have been me. Again, had I not left the church, I would have stayed in the closet. Yeah. As an openly gay man, the church is not a place where I find solace any longer, Smart wrote. It is not my responsibility to tell the church, its members, or its leadership what to believe about the rightness or wrongness of being LGBTQ. Smart wrote that he can no longer live trying to appease someone else's idea of who he should be and have come to the conclusion that it was never my Savior's intent to change me from the way I was born. Wow. See, he's pretty much saying my Savior, meaning Jesus, Mm -hmm. made me this way. Yep. That's what he's saying. Absolutely. Let's dig in a little bit, Mary. Let's talk about here's a guy, Mm -hmm. 64 years old. Right. Back when he would have gotten married, Mm -hmm. the teaching was... If you are gay, you marry someone of the opposite sex and you will become straight. Right. That's what he did. And by the way, I'm not speaking for Ed. I've never talked to him. These are all my opinions about what's going on here. I don't know of anyone who has known they were gay and got married thinking they were going to stay gay. No, yeah. I mean, for the most part, people in the Mormon church think they're going to be cured of it, right? Isn't that the idea that yeah, yes. getting married I mean, I don't know, cures maybe, you? Maybe some gay people have found a best friend and said, well, I'm gay, but you're my best friend, so let's get married and have a family. Yeah. But those but don't for you, work. Also, for you, it wasn't even on your radar. You knew no. something was up. Right. And that you didn't have the right feelings for your husband Mm -hmm. that a loving wife should have, let's face it. Yeah. But you felt like you were doing what you were supposed to be doing. Right. So you didn't allow any other types of thoughts to enter your brain about the subject. I was too brainwashed to recognize my sexuality. Yeah. You didn't allow yourself to even go there. No, I couldn't. Yeah. So it could be that Ed just did not allow his brain to think about another option. Right. This is what you do in the Mormon church. You get married and you have a bunch of babies. Yeah. He could have just had the same brainwashing as I did. He could have known he was gay then 
but was told, get married and you'll be straight. I don't know. I haven't talked to the man. Either of those situations suck ass. Mm -hmm. It's, you're not being yourself. For sure. And people get hurt. Yourself included. Yeah. So before we get to roasting some trolls, because I want to, because there's some real assholes that have made comments about Ed and his family. I want to first say that, Ed, I think you are amazing. I think you are brave. I think that you are doing the right thing for yourself and your wife and your children. Mm -hmm. You're not throwing any of them to the wolves. You're doing what's right for your wife so she can either find someone who makes her happy or just not have to sit in the marriage and realize that she's not desired in a sexual manner. Because that's a real thing. Well, for sure. And the truth rules. Yeah. The truth is what well, we're for after. For sure. For sure. And nobody wants to feel like, am I crazy thinking that this is working? Yeah. Just admitting that it, that something's not working. And who knows? There may have been other reasons for divorcing, not just that one. But yeah. it's okay. It doesn't mean it's a failure. Right. Just no, because absolutely. It, just because it evolves into something else. Like, mm -hmm. look at you and your ex. Yeah, you my marriage friends. was not a failure. No, and you guys are good friends. We are good friends, and we have seven beautiful kids. We didn't break their hearts because I decided I was gay. Right. I came out and was truthful. Well, let me back up. I didn't tell the kids initially that we were breaking up because I'm gay because that was that was still muddled but at this point they know I'm gay and so there's no I think they've put that together for sure well I've told them all at this point well um, and also that is a lot to take on all at once yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure especially my, with young kids exactly my point though is for Ed if he's listening your kids are going to be okay <sighs> I don't know how his kids think I know that the interview that they did with Elizabeth she was happy and loves her dad it's she didn't say anything negative about it so if I would have laid this out for my kids and said, listen, dad and I can stay together and I'm pretty miserable and dad's pretty miserable, but we can stay together or we can split up. It's going to be a little hard for you guys. It's going to be a lot to change, but dad is eventually going to be very happy and I will eventually be very happy. Kids are going to be like, yeah, let's do it. Best case scenario mm -hmm. is everyone is supportive and that does happen. Yeah. Sometimes that doesn't happen. That's true. There are children who are so brainwashed. I'm just going to put it out there. They are so brainwashed that they think that if someone doesn't follow the path of happiness in Mormondom, that that person is evil and wicked and destroying their family. So there again is, an, in my opinion, another problem with raising kids in Mormonism is that sometimes those Mormon children will think that if their parents break up because one of them is not following the strict order of Mormonism— that that parent is evil and wicked and they need to cut them off. So sure, yeah. that's, that, that can would be happen. a that can, that can absolutely happen and it sucks. And mm -hmm. F you Mormon church for setting up a system that that could happen. Yeah, and that can actually be true in all fundamental type yeah. religions. No, you're right, yeah. you're right. It can be the path of judgment and criticism mm -hmm. that, that someone takes with a family member. Yeah, for sure. We are hoping the best for Ed that he and his family weather this mm -hmm. and they continue to be supportive of his decision yeah. Um, you want to get to some of the trollish comments? I do, and I also, we haven't had a chance to play the uh, Roast the Trolls lately. No, we haven't played that music in a while. Cue music. I was so happy to hear that. It's been far too long. Has it? Did you miss it? I did a little bit. Okay. We haven't really like ripped on people lately, so it's time to rip. It's time to roast some trolls. Well, we've been choosing the loving path lately. Yeah, well, I'm about to go off. Okay. So in defense of oh, my right. man, Ed Smart, who we are completely supportive of. 
Uh, by the way, I do know someone who is a friend of his, and I have heard from that person that he is doing well. He's being strong. So I don't know. Oh, I just want to throw that out there. Okay. So that makes me happy. Good, good, good. All right. The KSL.com news site that I was reading from, we're going to read through some trolls. Okay. Things they had to post. Here's one. If you take all feeling and judgment out of it, the fact is this is a man who broke the biggest public promise a person can make to another person in this life and his family, and it was done in order to seek interest in other people instead of the person he committed his life to. It is strange that same-sex attraction gets preferential treatment. Let's imagine he made the exact same announcement, leaving his religion and his wife to be authentic, but he declared he was interested in another woman and pursuing that lifestyle. Would the public be giving equal praise for him being authentic with his family? Or would people suddenly give him unequal treatment since he wasn't pursuing the same sex? Even if you support same-sex choices, do you support breaking promises? If you get married, that is always your choice in America. We need to stop telling people that the choices they make are not their choices. Promises need to mean something or else there is no such thing as truth and no such thing as good. If there is no belief in truth or good, then there is no virtue and even harm to others would not be a vice. Just ask anyone who has taken business law classes. If the law is not specific, then it is open. There has to be one standard. If everyone wants to live their truth, then life becomes survival of the fittest. Yet nearly nobody supports that. Can I come in on this for one second? Mm -hmm. So roughly half of American marriages end in divorce. Mm -hmm. Are we going to now judge all of the divorced people and say, oh, you took a vow. You took a vow. And then you went back on that vow. So you fucking suck. Mm -hmm. Should we judge everybody? That's what this person is doing. They're just mad that it was a gay guy, you know, in my opinion. You know, people have good intentions. They go into something not thinking that, Oh, this is going to last five years, 10 years, 20 years. No, people get married thinking this is forever. Yeah, for sure. But shit happens. Shit happens. People grow apart. Mm -hmm. People are changing all the time. Some people change together and they can still make it work for 50, 60 years. And some people change apart. Or some people stay very steadfast in their original beliefs and Mm -hmm. then the other person moves on to sort of a more enlightened view. They're just not in the same place anymore. Right. Why do religious types have to come down so hard? On divorce. That's the first problem. No, you're right. It's stupid. So I condemn this troll for the judgment. I'm going to judge them for judging. Judge the judgy troll. (laughs) (laughs) I just wish that wasn't the case, that we could give each other a break. Yeah. You know? I totally agree. I'm going to judge him for being an asswipe when he's saying basically that people make their own choices. How many times do you have to say when your choice is... A, come out of the closet when you're around marrying age, get disowned by your family, be completely ostracized, or be celibate your whole life. There's choice A. Choice B is get married to a woman and God will fix you and make you straight. What the fuck are you going to choose? Of course you're going to choose get married to a woman, become straight, and God, like, duh. Well, sure. But it's a lie. So was this his choice? Yeah, when your choice is like, piece of shit and eternal salvation, what the hell are you supposed to choose? So don't Mm -hmm. be saying, you made the choice, you got to stay with it. Mm -hmm. I hate that way of thinking. It's so fucking rude. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we've gone over this before that the Mormon church doesn't leave a lot of choices. It doesn't leave choices. Quote the right way and everything else. Exactly right. Yeah. Hate it. So, Mr. (laughs) Whose name we're not saying out loud, you're a troll. (laughs) Suck it. Next troll. We have a few here. This is fun. I kind of like this angry troll. Troll bashing? Troll bashing. Troll roast. 
why are things justified for authenticity's sake? So apparently earlier someone said they were happy that he was being authentic. It's possible to be attracted to your same sex and be honest with how you feel and still live your beliefs. I know people in the LDS church who do this every day, and I feel fucking bad for them. (laughs) They choose to live the standards of the church and be open with others about their same-sex attraction. These are the bravest people I know. Really? And the most celibate. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And most miserable. It's harder than I can imagine for them, but I believe that living the principles given by the LDS church will ultimately lead them to happiness. I don't think that denying your faith is authentic either. Living what you know is true is best. You know, easy for someone who is potentially Yeah, easy straight. for someone who's not having to do it. No, the person is straight. Come on. <laughs> well, it's we don't know for, for sure. Yes, we know that for sure. Oh, did they come no, out but as they, straight? No, but they would say, listen, <laughs> I'm gay and I blah, blah, blah. That's what yeah. they would say. But they're like, I know people who are mm-hmm. gay, LDS, mm-hmm. and they blah, blah, blah. They're blah. so happy. Yeah. He knows so many happy gay Mormons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I hate that. Yeah. Way to, to speak to, on behalf of all the happy gay Mormons that you know, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So here, here's another option the church gives you. You can stay gay and you can just be celibate and then you're in good standings. And you can, when you die and go to heaven, then God could snap his fingers and make you straight. And then they'll give you a, a wife. Or, or three or wives. four. <laughs> or if you're a woman and you're staying celibate because you're gay, it's okay. You just be lonely for as long as you live. And the second you die, God will snap his fingers and make you a plural wife to some random fucker that has like <laughs> 27 wives. See, that's where you cash in on that as a lesbian. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Cause, no, you not. There is no lesbian sex in the celestial kingdom. Not allowed. Huh. Celestial polygamy. I'm starting to think it's all fake. (laughs) There you go. Interesting. I re-roasted that troll. Ed will be accepted by God, but his lifestyle will not. Oh. Mm -hmm. Thanks, judgy big judge face. God (laughs) knows how to separate the sin from the sinner. We are all sinners, yet the lifestyle that Ed has chosen is one of the most serious matters, and God will deal with him on it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let me do one more okay. paragraph because dude needs to be punched in the face. <laughs> I have seen this lifestyle ruin many people as they waste their lives trying to gain acceptance by the world for their lifestyle. We need to be kind to all, just not support the wrong things. If someone said this to my face, I would legit punch them in the nose. <laughs> like for real. Huh. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I really don't think the Bible does this sin hierarchy. I think that's something that people make up. Well, according to Mormons, sin is sin. And you have to be perfectly clean to be with God. No, 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 no. Okay. Everyone does that, right? Is that go? Wait, I thought you read from some manual where there was a list of what's uh, the worst sin. No, 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 you're right. And and homosexuality is up there with murder. Yeah. But let's take that away. God says that no unclean thing can can dwell in the kingdom of heaven. That means if you lie, you can't dwell in the kingdom of heaven. If you cheat, you can't. If you murder, you can't. It's all sin. Yeah, and there's a sin of pride. Yeah, and <laughs> yes. And the fact that it has been human beings who have decided that that gayness is next to murder. Mm-hmm. God never said that shit. It's been humans. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been homophobic humans. Well, and specifically Mormons who wrote the covenants or whatever, whatever the doctrine fuck. and covenants. Is that what it it's is? It's not even there. Where did it, where did you read it that time? 
No, it's not in Scripture. Oh, that's the miracle of forgiveness. Oh, that's in the miracle of forgiveness? bullshit. Okay. That's also the same book that said, if you masturbate, then you become gay. And once you're gay, then you become into animals. So bestiality. I Yeah, I don't see that. Oh, okay. So clearly Ed Smart masturbated. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what turned him gay, right? Mm-hmm. Can that's, I just throw this happens? out there? <laughs> I never masturbated before I came out of the closet. Wow, you'd love to overshare. I'm just, I'm just debunking that <laughs> shit. Should we get you a t-shirt? Yes. <laughs> okay. And not that there's, any, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's like, yeah, it's just, that's not what caused my gayness. All right, there you go. Debunking the myth of and the you know miracle what else? forgiveness. Tell me what else. Um, many, 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 many people. How many? Recognize, many, because <laughs> I don't have an exact number, okay. but it's up there in the minis. Maybe Fanny can help us out with the <laughs> if she, actual huh, number of minis. It would be an minis. interesting number to have exact. Um, many people come out of the closet or know they are gay like around age, like young, like eight, nine, ten. Okay. How many eight, nine, ten-year-olds you know masturbate? They okay. didn't become gay because they're masturbated, is my point. <laughs> there was no masturbation at age seven, eight to make them gay. Yeah, I for sure knew I was into girls at eight years old. Had you masturbated? No. Well, there you go. <laughs> nope, sure didn't. Hey, Spencer W, up in wherever <laughs> kingdom you are, you were wrong yep. and you suck. Yeah. I'll just say it. That book he wrote ruined so many people's lives. Seriously. I didn't even know by 11 years old what masturbation was, but if I had gone into a bishop's office, he would have told you. He would have asked me about it. Yeah. Then you would have masturbated. Then you would have been gay. Wait, you were already (laughs) gay. Yeah. I probably would have discovered porn. Who knows? I think we debunked that big time. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Then he talks about, or he, she, I don't know what this is. I've seen this lifestyle ruin many people. Let's talk about our lifestyle. What is this that's ruining us? Let's see. We wake up late. We snuggle in bed. <laughs> we walk the dogs. We drink coffee. We go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go see my kids. Sometimes we'll go to a happy hour. Evenings are basically podcasting or going to kids' ball games, calling our parents, you know, maybe snuggling and watching a movie, going out to eat, going to bed. Maybe there's some lesbian sex. Maybe there's not. <laughs> what is this lifestyle? Who is this lifestyle ruining? It didn't ruin me. <laughs> Does wine fit into this anywhere? I want wine. I think I said drinking. Did I, <laughs> okay, I don't know. Let's throw that in there. <laughs> anyway, that's our our evil, wicked wow. lifestyle that it's ruined us. It's th- this person right here says, I have seen this lifestyle ruin many people. I mean, I'm, I'm ruined yeah, I'm by totally this. totally ruined. So ruined. Yeah, I don't think I can go on from from here. But we're, you, we'll, we'll make out and see <laughs> okay. what happens. All right. All right, here's another stupid one. The difference here, of course, is that Ed Smart chose, actually, he said choose to get married. Dumbass, you used the wrong <laughs> tense. Ed Smart chose, is what it should say, to get married and have children, then choose to leave them. So grammar sucks. His choice doesn't only affect him. Nobody is forced to get married or have children. That is a choice. Bullshit. Gay or straight, nobody is forced to engage in certain activities. That is a choice. Bullshit. Unless, of course, they are raped, then it is a crime. Therefore, our legal system also recognizes that humans have the ability to make choices when it comes to sexual acts. Most people that come out get an immediate spike in people telling them they accept them, not that other way around. I have a friend who used to be gay, then came out on Facebook as no longer gay. Didn't get support from the LGBTQ community, but he feels better about who he is now. Forget about acceptance. It's fleeting. You have to do what brings inner peace. Well, okay. Pick it apart. Go. I bet this person who decided they're no longer gay got a lot of support from the Mormon community. That's, I, I'm sure. I'm guessing this person was Mormon, mm-hmm. came out as gay, got shunned. I'm totally supposing here. Right. Maybe went and had some kind of therapy, decided I better be straight. 
went straight, in quotations, and now is so happy. Damn right, I don't, as an LGBTQ person, I don't support that because I don't want that being made to seem that it's normal and that it that it happens and that it works because it doesn't. If in this person's one case, let's say that it did actually work and this person is now straight, fine, great. However, Mormons like to take this one example of something that I actually don't think ever happened and say, see, see, you can do this. You can mm-hmm. do this. You can change. You can be forgiven. You can be straight. It's bullshit. It's damaging. People kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really just scaring you back into the closet. Yeah. And supposedly it could happen, right? Sure, it could it happen. could happen. I have yet to hear of a case where it actually happened and it stuck. If anyone out there knows of a case where this happened and it stuck for more than two years, let me know. Because I know the church made a big deal of a couple of cases where it happened. They became straight. But guess what? A couple years later, mm-mm, they're back out. Like, that was fucking nuts. I'm out. And who really cares who you sleep with, honestly? Why does the church care? I don't know. And here's the problem. You're never going to know if the statistic works or not mm-hmm. because the people that felt too much shame mm-hmm. from admitting they were gay in the first place, there's a bias there. Yeah. So whether or not they truly decided, oh, you know what? I'm actually not gay. I'm going to go back in the closet or whatever. I've just yeah. decided it's not for me. Right. How do you know if that's not because of the pressure from Mormons trying to get them back into the right way of doing things. Like, how do you know? I, I agree with you 100%. My father-in-law spouted off to me one time back before I got divorced, back before I, I came out of the closet, about how the wicked gays are trying to hide the statistics that show that conversion therapy works. Hmm. And they want to hide this so that people don't think they have an option to become straight. And I thought about that. I mean, we argued slightly. I I didn't know everything then. You know, I Mm -hmm. didn't know what to say, except for I did tell him that the friends that I had that were gay were very happy with being gay. And then he's like, well, they shouldn't hide it for those who do not want to be gay. So who would decide they would not want to be gay? Why would they want to be straight? Mormons? (laughs) Yes. Why would anyone decide to be straight? It would have to be because they were embarrassed to be gay. Mm -hmm. It's not because they want to have kids. You can have kids and be gay. Is it because they think being gay is evil? Maybe, but why? Because someone told them. Mm-hmm. So why would any, just like, why would anyone choose to be gay? Is there any straight people yeah. who would choose to be gay? Well, and the other thing is we have heard from a number of listeners who identify as bi. Yeah. But they are choosing to stay in their marriage because they love their spouses. It, their marriage is working. They feel maybe a little bummed that they didn't get to figure sure. this out earlier and experiment, but... They're happy with their life. They recognize who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because they are in a loving relationship and they want to stay with the person of the opposite gender. That's right. not what we're talking about with no, Ed Smart. Not at all. This There's is, a difference. This is basically people who are gay deciding that they need to be straight. Right. For whatever reason. And yeah. it probably has to do with something with the celestial kingdom. Yeah, it's something with somebody telling them they're wrong. For example, back a long time ago, whatever, 15, 20 years, parents would be like, when they found out the kid was gay, they would be so hurt because they would say, oh my gosh, life is going to be so hard for them. It was like, oh, you're going to have a rough life and that hurts me. I don't want my child to have a rough life. Well, why is a gay child going to have a rough life? Because of asshole homophobes. Yeah. So I'm, uh, do you get the point that I'm making here? Yeah. Like the only reason a gay person would want to be straight instead would be because of how society treats that person. Right. And society is fucked up and hopefully we're moving away from that. Yeah, that would be fantastic because then it would be okay mm-hmm. to say, you know what? I did try this out, and 
it isn't for me. Right. I'm going to do this other thing or I'm going to do both. Yep. And it shouldn't be a big deal. No. We should be able to have consensual relations with whomever we want. You said relations. I did. I sure did. Okay. I think we have time for one we more. We have time for one more, but this one is not a troll. This one we will not roast. Okay. This person brings out a great point. Because this, there's a long thread of like, oh, what about his family, his poor family? And he threw them away and, you know, just ripping on how Ed has thrown away his family. And this person says, well, how about his family? Maybe they will support and love him and be thankful that he is now happy living the life he was meant to live. You assume his family is so selfish that they want him to stay in the closet. After seeing the kind of person Elizabeth Smart has turned out to be, I don't think they are that selfish and they wish only the best for him. Aww. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. They keep saying Ed is selfish. He's selfish because he just wants to be with a man or whatever. No, 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 no. The family is being selfish, saying we want him to stay the way he is. Yeah, or the way we thought he was. Yeah, they're not saying that, but that would be the selfish thing is for the family to say, no, 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 don't leave. Don't go find happiness. No, no, stay miserable for us so we can have this together family. People have said, well, clearly he has already stepped outside of, of his marriage to know that he's gay. Oh. Saying that he's got a boyfriend. Um, hmm. Calling bullshit on that. I knew I was gay while I was married to a man. I did not step out of my marriage to find out if I was gay or not. Mary, I didn't meet you until Brent and I had split up. You don't have to cheat on your spouse to know if you're gay or not. So to assume that he's cheating. Yeah. It's not the point at all, but I'm just saying don't assume because someone wants to leave a marriage is because that they're already cheating. That's not it. Yeah. We actually don't know one way or another. We don't. So why why make it sound like that's what's going on? Well, pe- people like to stir it up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I love this person's comment about people assuming that his family is going to be selfish and be mad at him and want him to stay. A truly loving, unselfish family will be like, yeah, dad, this is going to be hard for all of us, but we're going to make this work. We want you to be happy. Yeah. Go explore who you are. Yeah. I feel so, so lucky to have the kids that I do. I Mm -hmm. really do. And the ex-husband that I do. Mm -hmm. The fact that no one's angry at me for leaving. Yeah. No one's angry at me for being gay. Nobody is begging me to come back. Nobody's saying you broke my heart. Nobody is. Right. Everyone is happy. Yeah. I've talked to them and the older ones especially are like, nah, mom, we're so glad that you're happy. We love Mary. Dad's happy. There's no fighting. Mm -hmm. You know, the little ones... It's a little harder for them to process. I think it was Philip that was like, well, you know, if something happened, you could just move back into the house with dad. And I said, well, Mary would come too. And he's like, well, yeah, Mary would come. You know, so they're not processing (laughs) like- That would be an interesting arrangement. (laughs) Yeah, they're not like, I want my mom and my dad married again. Of course, they would rather have everyone living in the same house. Philip wants me to be a sister wife. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't think that way. He just wants everyone that he loved to be in the same house. Okay. Um, Not understanding that that's not a normal thing to have. No, none of them are like, leave Mary, come back to dad. Yeah. No. And the older ones get it. They understand it. They appreciate it. They love me. They are glad that I'm happy and Mm -hmm. they're happier and they know that their dad is happier. And you guys aren't fighting all the time. No, not at all. Yeah. So Ed Smart, we're proud of you. We congratulate you. I know we don't have all the information and I know that there's no one right way to do things, Mm -hmm. but this is a courageous step that you're taking Yeah. and we wish you all the best. We do. Yeah. And if you ever want to be on the show, (laughs) really though, we wish you the best, but it is happiness being authentic. So I'm looking forward to Ed working through 
and being happy and living for himself and being a better dad and a better friend and a better everything because he finally gets to be himself. Yes. And I think we put a lot of emphasis on happiness. I want to throw another idea out there. Tell me. What about joy? Happiness to me feels like everything's rosy all the time. Joy to me is a little deeper feeling. No, I've, I get you. The only thing is the Mormon church has ruined the word joy. <laughs> Why is that? Joy in the journey. It's, it's, they've ruined it. Oh, is but it a foam pod? No, it could have been. But I get what you're seeing. Deeper than a fleeting feeling. Mormons have taken it and ruined it, talking about like happiness is fleeting and it's earthly, but what you really want is the joy of being eternally with God. So they've fucked it up. But, okay. But I completely understand what you're saying. But for me, happiness and peace, that's the combo right yeah. there. But I don't think living authentically and finding joy or happiness means that it's always sunshine and roses and rainbows of all the time. Of course not. No. It, yeah. It's just feeling like you're living your genuine, authentic, true self. Absolutely. You can't replace that. No. And for me, that is happiness. That is peace. Because for so long, I was faking and just like apparently Ed was. And so when he finally gets to be himself, there's just beauty in it. I mean, for me, even on my worst days, and I have some shit days, but even on my worst days, I know that I'm not faking. Right. And then I get to choose whatever I want. And there's peace and so much happiness and joy, that word. Um, (laughs) I didn't know it was a triggery word for you. Sorry about that. I mean, really, no one out, no ex-Mormons like to use that word. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of triggering. Raise your hand if you hate the word joy. <laughs> yeah. We need to come up with a new word. I don't okay. know. For me, it's like the mixture of happiness and peace. All right. Anyway. Well, there's a lot of stress that you probably felt trying to live as something you were not. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And I'm sure Ed has too. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure his wife has. I don't know when she learned of this. I have no idea. But whether she just learned yesterday or she learned when they got married, doesn't matter. It's still hurtful. And I know that Ed didn't go out to hurt her. No. And when I got married, I didn't go out to hurt Brent. Mm-hmm. When I realized that I was gay, I stayed longer, but not to try to hurt him, you know, just like to try to figure it out. And I'm sure Ed feels bad. Well, and you wanted to change. Sure. For the sake of the marriage and the family. I was willing to stay in. I'm yeah. glad that I didn't. We're all, all so much better now, but I was willing to stay in. I didn't want to hurt Brent. Yeah. Of course not. I was remembering the feelings of like moving out and just being alone and like, it just was hard. Well, change is hard. And yeah. you were staring at the unknown. Oh, like God. Some big totally. black hole, not knowing where your life was going to take you. Nothing. And you didn't have any experience with that. I didn't. We had a conversation recently about how I don't plan as much mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that. I kind of like not knowing exactly what the future holds, because I look at it as a big, grand adventure. Well, you say that, but then you don't like when my mood swings (laughs) are up and down. You want to know where I'm at with my mood. (laughs) It is handy. (laughs) I know what you mean, though. You're talking about like the grand scheme of life. You'd rather kind of take it as it comes. I don't have to map everything out, in other words. Whereas my life was mapped out for me. Right. And I had prepared myself to fit that route. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that map was gone and I wasn't prepared for any route. Well, scary. Oh, wow. Scary. Yeah. And you know, what was hard too was that I had been so used to relying on Brent as a a Mormon woman, 
Not Are that you I, calling Brent a Mormon woman? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but not what not that I was like sheltered or whatever. I don't know. I just was always used to to deferring to him mm-hmm. and letting him call the big shots. And, you know, that was just kind of how I was brought up. And so when suddenly we were no longer connected, I still wanted him to do that. It's hard for me. And it was very scary for me. You know what? It's good to learn to rely on yourself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is becoming a long episode, and we still have some end of episode uh, business. To, bi- business, business, the business to get to. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so that's all we want to say about Ed Smart right now. Yeah, awesome episode. Please, everyone, write in. Tell us what you think. Give some comments. I would love if people would write in some uplifting comments for Ed, and we will post those when the time comes. And I will tell my friend who knows him, hey, maybe have Ed take a look at this. That'd be great. So send in your your positive notes for Ed. And if they're negative notes, we're not going to include those. Yeah, suck it. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Nope. Mm-mm. Let other people do that. We're mm-hmm. not going to do that. All right, let us move on to Patreon. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But before you announce <sighs> the names, <Okay. laughs> I want to announce that ringtones are up. Yes. Oh my God, these are fantastic. Yeah, Mary worked her ass off in these ringtones. <laughs> Actually, I just re-recorded the vocals, Mm -hmm. sent all the tracks to Dan at Mm -hmm. Extension Audio, which this reminds me, I want to give a little shout out to Dan. Thank you, Dan, at Extension Audio. Thank you, Dan. Um, I am going to start writing a note to to do that more often because I forget most of the time. Yeah, he saves our life, basically. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. he basically mixed the tracks, so that's Mm -hmm. fantastic. But Mm -hmm. we've got the fucked up Mormon call of the day, Mm -hmm. clean and explicit version. Mm -hmm. So we've got the effed up and the fucked up. Mm -hmm. And we've got Pimp your phone. I love Pimp that one. Pimp your phone. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, ringtones for you. If you sign up at any level on Patreon, you can get a free ringtone. The instructions mm-hmm. are there. It shows you where to go to get your ringtone. Yep. And current patrons, uh, you can get the ringtones as well. Mm-hmm. And as a reminder, if you discover that the instructions are incorrect or you don't know how to do it, just let us know. We will hook you up. Also, the reminder, the first five people who download and use the ringtones, we will send you a refrigerator magnet that says hashtag FoomPod. Put it up there so when your Mormon family comes over for dinner or something, they're like, oh, what does that mean? What is FoomPod? You get to explain it in front of the children. Or is it FumPod? I like to call it FoomPod. I don't care, though. FumPod. Whatever you want to call it. Call it whatever you want. So there's your ringtones. What else we have to cover before we say bye-bye? Well, we got to announce the patrons. Uh, yeah, I'm looking okay. at that. It's on the bottom of my list. All right, let's do it. All right. Another good week. I will not say how many we got because I was reprimanded last time. <laughs> because I don't believe you get an even five Maybe every it's week. exactly five every time, Mary. How do you know? I'm in charge of this. Huh. How do you even know? Okay. <laughs> All right. Patron number one. Her name is Molly Unmormon. Um, But in parenthesis, because she changed her name on the Patreon page, it says, Happy Second Hatch Day, Malcolm the Dragon. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) All right. Not sure what that means, but why not? I don't know, but I liked it. Next, we have a twofer, Paige and Jill. They joined together. You can also join with a buddy. Fantastic. Paige and Jill, thank you. Thank you. Um, Next, Rihanna Rowles. Rihanna, am I saying that right? Is it Rihanna Rowles or Rowles? Did you want to say the last She doesn't name? care. We, we talked. Is it R-O-W-L-E-S? R-O-W-L-E-S. It's probably Rowles. Is it Rihanna or Rihanna? I, I don't it's know. It's Rihanna, but there's an H. <laughs> well, now that we've said her name 17 times, we'll move on. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you, Rihanna. Rihanna. James B. Okay. Thank you, James B. And lastly, Captain, Captain Sample. Sample. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Just a reminder, you can name yourself whatever you want when you join us on Patreon. Yes, and we invite you to subscribe and share our podcast. That's always appreciated, and I know that matters. It, it does matters. matter. Please, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe. Please subscribe. Yes, and also... Please, we welcome you to become a member on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Lesbian to sign up. Lots of tiers for you to choose from. Right on. Please and thank you for that. All right, we've come to the end of another one, oh, shall we? Did we? It. we made it. Like it. midnight? What, what, what time is it? <laughs> uh, remember... Have your pet spader neutered. <laughs> never gets old, no, does it? never, ever. Mm-hmm. People laugh yeah. every time, right? Do they? You guys laugh every do time. They? Just tell me you do. Raise your hand if you're sick of the pet spade. Everyone is sitting on their hands announcement. right now. Okay. <laughs> and steer clear of cults because they are no fucking joke. No fucking joke at all. Just ask Ed Smart and his family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Job, Ed. Proud of you. Yes. All righty. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.